Welcome to His Style, Her View. This episode is all things cocktails, Every Man Should Know by 30 with Willie Shine. So Willie, tell us a little bit about yourself besides being my cousin. Yeah. (laughs) What's going on? Thanks for having me on. I have been within the hospitality and service industry pretty much my whole life. I started in the bar world in the early 90s. I honestly kind of grew up behind the bar. Early on, I fell in love with it. I started off in bars and nightclubs, and then I had an opportunity to start working in a fine dining establishment, which is, that's where I really fell in love, was working with food and really learned my way through flavor profiles and different types of spirits and liqueurs. And then combining those two I started my own consulting business. And then as of recently, around 2016, Jägermeister came knocking on my door and it was an opportunity of a lifetime. I'm the brand Meister of uh, Jägermeister US. I love that name. That's the best title ever though. Thank you. Did you come up with that or they gave that to you? They gave that to me. That's awesome. Yeah. So what are you doing for them right now? So I run the trade advocacy I'm the expert of all things spirits, cocktails. I'm the lead guy that's uh, to the front lines of all the bartenders on-premise programs, which is all about bars, restaurants, um, hotels, all that kind of stuff. We're in a tough place right now over the past uh, year and a half, year, year, or yeah, almost a year with the pandemic. But it's looking like by the end of this, mid to the end of this year, the on-premise will start opening up again, hopefully. But we are ready to rock and roll. And I've been leading the charge for our reopening and that kind of stuff. That's awesome. I think everyone's just excited to get back out there. But for the time being, I think the world has totally changed, pandemic aside, but now even more so, there is something to be said about a man or even a woman that can put together like a good cocktail, that little effort, and knowing a thing or two about what you're doing with Mm -hmm. just the simple ingredients, or if you want to get fancy and be impressive. I always think of Crazy Stupid Love and that scene he does with like the orange and like me and my friends go crazy (laughs) for that because it goes along way. Then of course, Willie is an expert guys out there are probably like, holy shit. Like I can't do all that, but that's why we're just going to stick to the basics and yeah, we'll break it down. Yeah. What would you say are the essential must have tools, if any, in your bar by 30 that you should accumulate over time? Well, let me, let me go back just a quick second, because I wanted to just address one of the, one of the things you were talking about and just elaborate just a little bit was sure. making drinks at home. We all know, uh, for so long that you're just throwing ice in a cup and you don't know what you're pouring. And ultimately after a couple of drinks, you're feeling a little tipsy, you're able to make a proper cocktail one way or the other. And we'll talk through how to mm-hmm. do that. You're you'll actually be able to have a few more instead of taking a pint glass and filling it to the top with a splash. If that's your style, that's your style. But we could also be a little bit more proper yeah. about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, adding <laughs> things here and there. So you're not just, I mean, I know even with the holidays, sometimes it's like if we try and get a little fancy or like something like that, you'll end up having three of that cocktail that you probably would have just had one that literally mm-hmm. was just a splash of pineapple and you were done. And like, yeah. that's not going to go that far. So definitely agree with that. There's a bunch of things that go into it, but let's start off with just what are a couple of skill sets. The three that I think are important, stirred, shaken, and muddled. So if you take those three concepts and then you bridge off of that, we'll be able to actually make hundreds of cocktails. As far as tools, I would say, first and foremost, you need a Boston shaker. And what a Boston shaker is, is whenever you go into a bar, you see bartenders using those two tins 
Mm-hmm. One is about 28 to 30 ounces. The other one about 16 to 18 ounces. And they come together, you put ice in them and you shake. So that's what a Boston shaker is. Mm-hmm. I would recommend using that style of one versus the one that has three pieces, which is called a cobbler shaker. The one that's a cobbler shaker, you put the top on, then you put it and it has its own little kind of strainer on the top and you put the little cap on. So there's oh, yeah. two different styles. You know what I'm talking about? The one so that the looks Boston, like a spring. It's like a sp- yes. spring around it. Well, okay. no, that's the hot, that, no, no, Totally we'll get different. there. Okay, right. right. So the Boston shaker is the two pieces. That's what you shake with. Mm-hmm. Really important piece of, of your tools. The next one, you need something to strain with this with this device, right? And that's what you're talking about. It's called the Hawthorne strainer. So that's the one that has the spring on it. Okay. Right. And you would put that on top of the Boston shaker after you're done shaking to hold the ice back or any of, if you're making a mojito or something that's muddled, you're holding back the ice as well as all the things that are inside there that, that you don't want to get into the, into the drink. Then if you're going to stir a drink, you need what's called a julep strainer, but you could also use the Hawthorne strainer. But if you want, if you're an overachiever at home and you want the right tool, it's a julep strainer. The julep strainer doesn't have the spring on it. It's just got the holes in it. And after you stir, you put that on top of your stirring vessel and you hold the ice back and you pour into your martini glass or over a big cube for an old fashioned. Another thing you would need, and I recommend is a stirring vessel. So for so many years, we would use a pint glass in order to make martini Manhattans, that kind of thing. But there are so many places online where you can get yourself a really beautiful, inexpensive, you know, crystal or glass stirring vessel. If you would like to have the right tool, that's what I would get. And then you need a bar spoon. Now you can use anything, but if you want to, again, take it to the next level and look like you know what you're doing and kind of take it Impress. to you know that place and be the yeah. best. It's a bar spoon. Bar spoons are, 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 are a little bit longer in length. They're very elegant looking. And when used properly with ice and you're stirring, it's, it's a very elegant situation. You're making a Manhattan and a martini. You're not shaking those, you're stirring those. So you don't want it to be aerated. You don't want it to be bubbly. You don't want it to be, you want it to actually be velvety. So bar spoons are super important. Another one that's so really, really, another one that's really important is the, you have to know how to measure. I mean, you see a lot of bartenders out there free pouring, but free pouring takes time and it's, it takes time to learn. When I used to live in Aspen, I wouldn't get my till unless I poured out a half ounce, three quarters of an ounce, ounce, ounce and a half and two ounces perfectly. Otherwise I would have to go home for the night, but this day and age they make, you have jiggers. Right. So what a jigger is, it's a little measuring device. There's a bottom and a top to it. There's a bunch of different kinds out there. All you really need is like three quarters, a half ounce, three quarter ounce, ounce and a half. That would, those would be plenty in order for, or you could also just use a measuring cup at home. That would work too. I also think there's like a level of respect there with when you have someone over or you have guests, like it's nice to know that you're not just like, oh, like fuck it. I'm just going to pour the whole thing in there. It's I think mm-hmm. there's like a sense of impressiveness and sophistication when you do have that you know, measuring tool. I just wanted to make that point because I think. Yeah. But you're also, you're like, Oh, okay. I'm going to get a good drink now. It's like, Oh, ultimately because of all the years of, of working in this industry, I I walk into a bar and if I see proper tools and them being used properly, I know that I'm going to order a proper drink. If I go into a place where shit's all over the place, give me a beer and a shot. Yeah, (laughs) Totally. The other thing I think is important and this is it really a lot of people these days get them are ice molds to be able to make a sphere or a large cube or even inch by inch cubes and keep those in your freezer. 
That is such an elevated situation. Ice is so important to cocktails, guys. It's like, how many times have you been to like Fire Island or somewhere of the like where they just whip a drink together and pour it in a glass and your ice is just floating on the top? And it's like, it's the worst. So oh, it's watery. It's just not yeah. a good situation. No, so totally. when you have proper ice and you're using it right, you're going to have a better cocktail. So when you shake, you shake with good ice you, and then you hold that ice back and you pour over fresh ice. So again, very important. If you have an ice maker or if you're in the city, just go grab a bag of ice. It's, it's literally not like it's expensive and it goes a long way. I think that these little things that you can do to put more effort in, ladies notice. So just pick up on these facts. I actually have a question for you, Willie, because mm -hmm. you brought up the ice cubes and I've seen a lot of these stone ice cubes that people freeze and stuff. What's your opinion on those? Because you didn't bring those up. So those are... Those have been around for a minute and those are typically used in like when you want to, when you want to taste like, like when you want to sip a scotch okay. or a whiskey mm -hmm. neat, but if you don't want any dilution or anything like that, those, those are good. I'm not the biggest fan of them, but uh, yeah. they're, they're definitely kitschy and, and they're cool for that one situation, you know? Okay. Just wanted to clarify because I've seen them before. I know I have bought them as gifts for guys before and mm. and I know nothing about them. So I just thought maybe other guys don't know anything about them. They just think they look fancy and they don't really know what they do. So now well, we there you go. Yeah, exactly. The other thing you need is glassware. Everybody, you got to have proper glassware. So listen, the red solo cup is, it's a good cup and it actually has measurements. If you didn't know, look it up. R red solo cups, every, every time there's a little crease in it, that's a certain measurement, which is pretty cool. But a rocks glass, a martini glass and a highball glass. And there's certain measurements. So a 10 to 11 ounce rocks glass, uh, a five to seven ounce martini glass and a 10 to 12 ounce highball glass. Those would be the glasses that you would want. And the reason why that's important is because we're going to talk about two, let's call it two ounces, three quarter ounce, three quarter ounce, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a certain amount of volume. When you shake with ice, more volume because water, the, the ice dilutes right. in proper glassware. When you pour over fresh ice, it's going to, it's going to fill the glass to the proper uh, spot in the glass. So if you just use any glass and you're using a, and you're using a certain recipe and then you pour it in it may go over the top and maybe under. So that's why when you go to bars that make good cocktails, they, there's it always, you see the bartender pouring it and it goes right to a certain spot. It's because they're following a recipe and the glass is the right size. Yeah. So. I have a specific experience actually at the Nomad Hotel. They do it perfect. I love there are drinks there because I'm just yeah. amazed at how, aside from Willie, when we're lucky enough to get him behind the bar at a family function, but like just <laughs> the perfection in terms of hitting that spot. Yeah. They're one of the best programs in the world. They're top 50 uh, yeah. across the globe. Yeah. I know those guys very well. Awesome spot. They make this sherry cobbler that is bananas, but yeah. So those would be the tools. Mm -hmm. Diving a little deeper and guys, those, you know, certain cups and tools and things like that. I think by the time you're 30, like everyone's probably asking you like what you want for your birthday or what you want for a gift. Like these are good things that you can ask for that they're going to help you socially 
well, in life, but like you should just accumulate them over time and they're a great gift to ask for and not that expensive and reasonable to give as a gift or get as a gift. So I just wanted to make that point before we dive into the two to three cocktails that I am going to leave up to Willie to tell us that you guys should kind of know your way around and how to make if you're having a girl over before a date because we're coming out of this COVID world, but a girl or a guy over for a date. Just being able to say, okay, let's have a nice cocktail before we go out. Let's, you know, get acclimated. You're probably talking to this person for a little while via text or virtually. So make that first impression everything. So what would you say, Willie? What cocktails are these basic cocktails that a man should know how to make? Well, first of all, everything you said is so correct. And then it also comes down to like, if you have your own apartment and you have your kitchen and you have certain tools in your kitchen that, that you use to make, uh, you know, your very special meal for that date. Everybody gets to know those two or three meals to make for your date early on. But the same thing with the bar tools, cooking and making drinks are very similar. So if you do like to, to cook, if you like to play in the kitchen a little bit, there's don't be afraid of making a drink. So don't be nervous because if you know how to measure something and make an omelet at home, you can make a good cocktail. Let's talk about stirred, a stirred drink, right? So I would say that the number one stirred drink and one that I love to riff on all the time is called an old fashioned. It's riffed on nonstop. Um, you can switch out the base spirit in it from whiskey to rum to tequila to cognac. But the original one, the old fashioned is actually based on a classic drink from the early 1800s. And that was called the bittered sling. And it's that good that it's been around this long. So yeah. the way you make a stirred old fashioned, you have two ounces of your base spirit, mm -hmm. which the original is with rye whiskey. You can also use bourbon. It's a sugar cube with a couple of dashes of Angostura bitters. You go into the freezer, you get yourself that big ice cube and you, and that muddler, right? So you muddle the sugar cube down. You got your bitters, you got your, you got your uh, spirit in there. You add your, your large cube that you got from the, from the freezer. And then you take your bar spoon and you spin that around until it's properly diluted or cold to your liking. You could also uh, do it in the stirring vessel, which is a little bit bigger, and then pour it over the, the cube, or you can build it in, in the drink itself. The garnish is a lemon uh, peel. So you would either use a knife or a, or like a, like a vegetable uh, peeler. Okay, I, would, so I, lemon, I like the knife better. So lemon is the traditional garnish, yeah. not the orange. No, but you'll see a lot of modern bars doing both Okay, using orange and uh, lemon. And the idea here is to peel the orange just so gently so that you just get the, 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 the top and not a lot of the white pith underneath. And the other thing is this garnish isn't just to look pretty. It also has a reason behind it. So citrus fruits have pores in them. And so when you, when you, when you take the peel, when you cut the peel off of your lemon or orange, whatever one you want to use, and you have the white part facing you and you have the porous edges facing out and you squeeze it, that's where all the essential oils come out. So wow. when you're about to garnish this old fashioned, you get a nice big piece and then you face the uh, peel towards the, the old fashioned over the top and you squeeze the lemon or orange peel and you'll see a burst of citrus essential oils and just amazing smell go over the top of the drink. And then you can take that peel and rub it across the top of the glass and then 
drop it in to hug that big ice cube. And ultimately what you have there is a perfectly uh, deliciously made old fashioned. And we always say that we don't, we also drink with not just our palates, but also our eyes and our nose. So it looks good. It tastes good. And then when you go to take a sip of it, you get that big burst of citrus in your nose. So it's an experience. It's game changer. I think it's a total different experience drinking a old fashioned out of, like you said, a solo cup or the right Mm. glass. I mean, just to be able to have that presentation. And also, guys, it's a stylistic element of you. Show what you got. Put a little effort in. It doesn't Mm -hmm. take a lot of effort to make these small little tweaks and adjustments to making drinks to make them, you know, that much better and that much better of an experience overall. You, I mentioned how you can riff on this a lot, right? So it mm-hmm. came with with whiskey, rye, bourbon, but you can use like an aged rum, like an Appleton Estate from Jamaica. You can use all different type of aged rums, and then you would have a rum old fashioned, or you have a tequila like reposado old fashioned or new old fashioned. But I wanted to also talk about the the sugar component that's in it. It, it originally came with a sugar cube. Now you can either make a simple syrup, but you could also purchase on Amazon or something like a ginger syrup or simple syrup or whatever type of syrup. Agave nectar is a big one. Honey syrup. These, yeah. these syrups will help you elevate that drink again to another dimension or another level. So just keep in mind, you got your basic, but you can also tweak and have a lot of fun with it as well. No, um, that's a really good point. People are definitely more health conscious these days, not to say that whatever, but if I have the option between a simple syrup and an agave, I'm going to go with the agave. So I definitely think that's something that you guys should be stocking in your bar. So segue with the agave, moving on to probably the number one cocktail drink in the world is the margarita. So margaritas are just an incredible cocktail. And they come from the original predecessor drink is called the Daisy. And the margarita that I'm going to talk about has been around since the early 1960s. And in San Francisco, if you ever have an opportunity to visit that city, there's a place there called Tommy's Tequila Bar. And Tommy's Tequila Bar has been around since the 60s. And they're very famous for this certain margarita called the Tommy's Margarita. The reason why you see anybody, I don't care where you are in this country, use good tequila, lime juice, and agave nectar, it's because of this place. This is the origin of where this type of margarita came from. A lot of different brands have taken that on and pimped it as their own, but this is the origin of it. This is the margarita I think you should learn, and it's super easy. It's two ounces, three-quarter ounce, and three-quarter ounce. So if you take two ounces of your favorite tequila, I recommend Terramana Blanco, the Rocks tequila. I've been obsessed uh, with it since I tried it. I was a Casamigos drinker, and now I have definitely taken a turn for the new Terramana. So good. All the drinks you'll find on the Terramana website are cocktails that I did. Oh, amazing. The global sales partner for Terramana Tequila. So big, 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 big fan. But that being said, Terramana Blanco, fresh lime juice. You always, always, always use fresh. Don't buy that stuff that's off the off the shelf or this, even if it says organic. I'm telling you, you need a hand squeezer. You need something or just go to a Whole Foods and say, juice me some limes or figure it out. You got to juice some limes. Yeah, just figure it out. You um, squeeze it into a cup and figure squeeze it. Out. Yeah, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Fresh is best. Figure yeah. it out. It has to be that. If not, no. Keep it no. real. Like I say with everything else, keep it real. 
got to keep it real. Yeah. And so if you were to take two ounces of the Terramana Blanco, three quarter ounce of fresh lime juice that you figured out, and then three quarter ounce of agave nectar, and you put that in a shaker, you add ice and you shake that up and you pour it into a rocks glass or even a martini, but in a rocks glass over ice, I'm telling you right now, you will never go back. Oh, I want a margarita right now. Me too. I'm so, so thirsty. Good. Yeah. So yeah, all we should those be drinking of, right now. I know it's snowing, <laughs> so we should be drinking. No, the trip. I always think like a lot of guys think there's like this misconception about margaritas if there's like the fake ones with the triple sec and all that crap in it. But guys, we're giving it to you straight, and it's that simple. So I mean, I think I love tequila. It's an upper. It's one of my favorite liquors. Mm -hmm. But now you know, and you got to keep it real. And, and if you know, you know. So now you know. Exactly. Exactly. Yo, slick flow. All right. So the margarita, yeah, super important. That's the second. That's the second one. But that is also a good segue into the next drink because the the big category of that drink is called sours. And now you know that recipe: two, three quarter, three quarter. Mm. So the next the next drink I would say is a daiquiri. So daiquiris are also lives in the sour family and a daiquiri could also be a gimlet. So follow me here, right? So two, three quarter, three quarter, a daiquiri is two ounces of, of good rum, light rum, aged rum, three quarter lime, three quarter simple syrup. That's your daiquiri. So you just learned how to make a margarita, two ounces of, of tequila, three ounces lime, three ounces agave nectar, daiquiri two ounces of good rum, three quarter ounce lime, three quarter ounce simple syrup, simple syrup, one to one sugar and water. Okay. Okay. So then gimlet gimlets are daiquiris, but just change the spirit. Okay. So a gimlet would be with vodka or with gin, but then you would have lime and three quarter lime and three quarter simple syrup. So it's exactly the same drink. You're just changing the 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 base spirit on it. So hopefully wow. you followed me there. Yeah, could be more simple. <laughs> it's it's super easy. And whenever people think daiquiri, they think frozen. They think blender. They think Miami. They think pool. Yeah, pools at Strawberry the, in Las Vegas. Yeah, you know, like that. Miami yeah. Vices, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, those guilty pleasure. <laughs> a guilty pleasure. I know, but we're not um, drinking those these days. I feel like. Oh man, yeah, a no, different, well, it's a different know. time. If they had a keto version, I'd be rocking it right now. Daiquiris and gimlets, super easy and really fresh, really simple, and really delicious. And the reason why I picked these ones is because it plays off the margarita vibe. It's easy to make. You're just gonna put them into martini glasses or coupe glasses. And guys, make sure your martini and coupe glass is five to seven ounces. It's no longer about those steakhouse, like 50 ounce martini glasses. It's not, it's not a thing, you no. know, but then this is where your, this is where your muddler comes in. So in advance of, I'm about to make a gimlet or I'm about to make a daiquiri. Hmm. Do I want to make it some type of flavor? Let's grab some ginger, like from 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 the store, or let's grab some berries of some kind, or combine them both. And you take your muddler and you muddle those at the bottom of your shaker tin. Then you add that recipe: two, three quarter, three quarter. Add your ice, shake it up. Take your strainer, 
pour it into and always try to chill your martini glass if you can. I know if we're at home, it's difficult, but if you want to put it in the freezer for a few seconds, goes a long way. Elevate the drink. Goes, goes a, long a long way. way. I'm that extra girl that's like, if I'm coming over, I'm like, okay, can you put my wine glass in the freezer or can you put the martini <laughs> glass in the freezer? I'm going to be over in like a half hour. But mm-hmm. I, it, it makes such a difference and it keeps mm-hmm. your ice from diluting the drink that much faster, I think. Yep. And I know nothing. No, that's, that's, that's exactly the truth and that's yeah. why you do it. Yeah. I mean, our jobs as bartenders is to create the best experience from the first sip all the way till the end. And we are in charge of that by ice and temperature and dilution. Mm -hmm. So if you have a frozen glass and if you're using ice, good ice properly, that experience should be amazing from the beginning, beginning to the end, you know, science. It's definitely a science for sure. Use that muddler. You can make all different type of flavor daiquiris and gimlets. The world's your oyster. You can even go crazy. And instead of for a simple syrup, instead of using just water, make it tea and use that water and combine it with sugar. And then you have a hibiscus syrup. And then all of a sudden you're elevating your your daiquiri to a hibiscus daiquiri. I mean, and, come on you, now. And, and that's like impressive AF because I think that those little details go a long way. Work with what you got. That was actually going to be how I wanted to leave off is kind of like any hacks and things that guys should know that might be laying in their fridge that they think, oh, well, how am I going to make a cool cocktail or how am I going to add anything to this to make it a little better and elevate it with what I have, with the resources I have at home. So what would you say? So I would say resources that are typically in in refrigerators, maple syrup, honey. Think of those as your okay. sweeteners for your a whiskey sour or an old fashioned variation. You could also, again, instead of using sugar and you want to elevate a syrup and you want to use maple syrup or an, even a combination of maple and honey together, which is really nice. That's fruits. Tough. Yeah. I mean, any type of fruits that you have. Pineapple. I know it about or, pineapple, like the storing the pineapple like that, because I mean, it tastes so good. I've seen it at restaurants and I mimicked it and it like actually works, which is really cool to know. If you have any herbs like rosemary, thyme, basil, basil, anything like that, if that's in your fridge, infuse it in a, in a syrup. Um, Love love a lemon basil martini. Basil, Thai basil. Thai basil is a good one. Let me add one more drink because you already know how to make the two, three quarter, three quarter situation. Mm -hmm. And whether that be with whatever spirit you choose, let's call it, let's, let's call it gin just because I love gin and maybe not, there may not be a lot of people that, that, that like gin on here, but the gin martini is a good one, but I'm talking about a Collins, right? You can even use vodka for this. So a vodka or gin Collins is so simple because you already know the two, three quarter, three quarter scenario. So instead of using a martini glass or a rocks glass, you're going to use a highball or Collins glass, which is the tall stem like glass mm-hmm. that's 11 to 12 ounces. And what you would do is make your, let's make it, let's make a gimlet, right? So, so let's say gin, two ounces, three quarter lime, three quarter simple syrup, shake that up, pour it over ice and a highball glass, and then top it with soda water or top it with ginger beer or top it with Prosecco or champagne. I'm glad you added that one in because I think the whole thing with making cocktails and just having any of this bar knowledge can be intimidating, but I'm glad that we got to like break it down for the guys out there and even the girls. Cause like I learned so much from this and I feel like I always learn from you when I see you, but, and see you doing stuff. I'm asking a million questions cause that's just me, <laughs> but I'm glad that we got to establish the basics with everyone. And I thank you so much for being on here with me and life. There's level of style and sophistication to be able to whip up a cocktail and, or just be able to put together a drink for your friends or 
a date, whatever it is, it's impressive and it's important. And these days we're getting back out there and you want to put your best foot forward. And I think that this is all part of what makes you a grown ass man. So mm-hmm. Willie, if you want to plug yourself, what are your socials so our guys can follow you? I'm not in the witness protection program. You can definitely find me. It's pretty easy. But my handle on most is shine, S-H-I-N-E drinks. I spend most time on Instagram. So hit me up. Yeah. Send me a question. Slide into that DM. Slide into the DM. I got you. For sure. Thank you, Willie. I'm so excited for our guys to get this knowledge and hopefully our ladies will appreciate it too. So you're welcome in advance. Stay tuned for my next episode and subscribe.